You're listening to a podcast from 702. Alani Gwala on 702. 20 after 5. So a statement earlier on from uh, government communications, GCIS, uh, warning communities uh, of severe weather conditions. Uh, it is uh, talking about in recent days, heavy rain started pouring as predicted by the South African Weather Service. In some instances, the initial rainfall was above normal and caused havoc and destruction in communities across the country. It goes on to say, due to the magnitude of the incidents, disaster management teams have been put on alert across the country, especially in areas where more rains are expected. And uh, let me turn now to the head of the Gauteng Provincial Disaster Management Center, Dr. Elias Tolle, who joined us on the line. Good afternoon to you, Dr. Stolle. Good afternoon, Tolle. Thank you for coming through, Dr. Stolle. Uh, together with uh, your team and, of course, the acting premier, Paul Mashatili, you've been looking at the damage as a result of these heavy rains yesterday. Um, just please briefly uh, brief us how extensive the damage was. Uh, Tolan, um, the acting premier uh, visited Alex and where actually the damage is very extensive. But uh, with the help of our communities working with government, uh, we're able to deal with the problem. The provincial disaster center together with the uh, city of Johannesburg. And then also we're joined by other stakeholders, which we normally work with them in the disaster area. Okay, so you are able to deal with this, but I still do want to know about like the extensive damage in people's houses, deaths, etc. I mean, we were reporting earlier on about the uh, damage in Alex, and yeah. there's a sense from some people in Alex that perhaps we, we have not even reported on half the damage that was there, including deaths. Are we sure of the numbers of people that would have passed on as a result? Uh, at, the, at this stage, we are sure of the people who have passed on. But also from our side, uh, the, the team is still continuing doing the assessment, in, specifically in Alex. Because what is happening there, uh, two years back, we've moved people next to the banks of the Jaskia River. And then we relocated re, uh, uh, the people into a, a safe area. But then other people, they go back and then they end up building, building the, she- uh, the shacks mm. uh, next to the river banks. So now we're dealing with that problem in terms of sensitizing the people and then removing people to the vulnerable areas so that if we receive another thunderstorm, severe thunderstorms, rains, then actually they are not affected. But have they been, have they moved then? Because we're expecting more heavy rainfall this afternoon and tomorrow. Uh, the people who were affected by yesterday's thunderstorm, uh, we've moved those people. Uh, we have actually accommodate, uh, accommodated them in the, uh, in, in the church tents. And then some of them actually were able to accommodate them to the uh, to the crash, but now you, you still have other people who are remaining in in, in that area because normally, if something of this nature happens, some of the people they don't want to leave their belongings and move into uh, a safer area. So what we have done today, we said our team um, in the province working closely with the municipality, they will actually assist those people who are still there and move them into the safer area because we do have uh, humanitarian relief from, for example, from our side, we've, we've got the tents which we can erect and then the people actually, we can house people there. Okay, so they will move them in the event of heavy rains again? No, because we normally receive uh, early warnings uh, on time. So our, our team, as we speak, actually, they are working on the, uh, on the issue. 
so that we don't wait until again uh, it rains and then we start moving people. So we know that now uh, the, uh, we are expecting severe thunderstorm rain. So the team actually is working very closely with the committees in Alex uh, to move those people who are still in those areas because we do have resources actually to accommodate those people. It's just a matter of convincing them to say it is actually uh, in their best interest. Hmm. To go to the safer areas, yes. But it's not just uh, Alex. There are other low-lying areas in other parts of Gauteng. How are you dealing with those communities? And I think that brings me to this question about early warning systems. Do we have those so that people in low-lying areas will know ahead of time that there's a big storm coming? That you know they are able, so that they are able to evacuate on time. Solana, uh, we do have early warning systems. Sometimes complicate the the issue of the uh, drainage system is that you do have homeless people who end up occupying some of the drainage system they will put the mattresses there now what happens is that if it rains then 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 the drainage system is blocked then the, the then the water they end up going on the road and that becomes a problem but we are dealing with that with, with those with those kind of issues because We've realized that low-lying areas, uh, those drainage systems, we have to make sure that they are are cleaned and there's no any uh, blockages uh, to those areas. But also, just to add uh, to our question, to say we do have uh, other uh, roads which are actually low-lying areas. Normally, as we, for example, approach summer season, we have got awareness campaigns, we have got messages, we work with, for example, the metropolis. If it happens, one road is flooded, and then the metropolis are able to try to restrict the traffic to the safer area. All right. So another question that came from one of our listeners is, in a situation like yesterday, where it was chaos, uh, it was desperate, particularly around Gilulis on the N3, Linksfield, etc. Under what circumstances do you bring in the army to assist? Uh, uh, we do have a structure in the province. We call it the Provincial Disaster Management Advisory Forum. The army is actually represented there. So what normally happens is that once the situation is getting out of hand or is beyond our capacity as emergency services, we will actually uh, request other municipalities because we, we've got MOUs with other different municipalities in the province, especially, for example, we will, uh, if, if it is COJ, or Ikurulene is affected, we request Swane to come and assist, and other districts will come and assist. But in a scenario where, even if we activate the MOU, uh, so that we can invite other um, municipalities, then we will actually request the, the SNDF to come and assist, because they are part of the uh, provincial advisory forum. Sure. Just a quick and final one, Dr. Stolle. Um, where do people reach your team in, in the event that uh, they are desperate and they need to reach the Provincial Disaster Management Center? Please give me at least one contact. Okay. Normally, we encourage people uh, to phone the, uh, the municipalities. In this case, there will be the Municipal Disaster Management Center or the fire stations in that uh, municipality uh, where uh, a person resides. In case maybe they are not getting any assistance, they can phone us in the province to the following number, 072-933-8977. All right. We'll take the numbers as well. And in, the, in case perhaps uh, some of our listeners uh, want that number, please do call us. And we've taken the number from Dr. Elias Sutole, who is head of uh, Provincial Disaster Management Center.